Hi, and welcome to the second part of the WandaVision series recap. We're back and we're on to episode five. Hi, guys. Episode five is called On a Very Special Episode. So what's special about this, Meryl? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you with the synopsis. It's very short. (laughs) Wanda addresses Vision's worries when he grows suspicious of the neighbor's strange behavior. This is, again, directed by Matt Shackman, written by Peter Cameron, who's written for Carnival Row. And it's also, I'm sorry for the pronunciation, but written by Mackenzie Dore. I can't remember if I did actually say this on the podcast or if I said it to you off camera, but I did say that there is a stand-in for the twins. The kids are Julian Hilliard. He plays Billy. He's been in Penny Dreadful, City of Angels, which I think was a spin-off, and he's also in The Haunting of Hill House. Jet Klein plays Tommy, who's in The Boy and Skyscraper. Yeah, their stand-in is Jackson Robert Scott, who is Georgie from It. And I love the film and I love Georgie. It's weird to have him as a stand-in, isn't it? Especially because we know, you know, the kid can act. (laughs) Yeah, he can act. I have something to say about the previously for this one. So every episode has a previously. But I swear, because we've been binging them, so I feel like I'm right, right? (laughs) The scene, which we've seen two times now, where Vision comes back in, asks where Geraldine went, right? We've only ever seen her go, oh, she had to go home or whatever. In this previously, Wanda says, she's gone. She didn't belong here. Why is that in the previously? That didn't happen. It's one of those things where you've kind of like, you've gone, it's switched to reality. Marvel makes some errors. (laughs) I will mention that (laughs) because there is something that I noticed. However, little things like that, I don't believe are errors. They they know the nuggets that they're putting in there. Either that or someone's getting fired. <laughs> okay, so the opening scene to this episode, you see the living room's very different, remarkably different. It actually looks like the set of family ties. The powers aren't working on the babies. Wanda's trying to get them to sleep. They won't. And I think Vision even says that he tried to read them The Descent of Man by Charles Darwin. (laughs) (laughs) That is so something he would do. I mean, it would put me to sleep, so why not the baby? (laughs) It's about evolution. Is that a tease about the MCU mutants coming in? People have been saying this since, I'd like to say episode one, maybe like episode two, but they've been mentioning it a lot. People are hungry for a lot of Marvel storylines that haven't happened yet. They're crazy. Like anything, someone can fart and in the episode and they'll go, oh my God, is that about the mutant wind? I don't know if there's a mutant called wind. I'm just saying. One thing answers their questions in this is we do get our first crossover in this episode. Or do we? <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> do we? <laughs> but uh, Agnes drops by again, as she tends to do. She loves to drop. It's very sitcom-y as well. It's very... Kramer? Yes. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Agnes has come in. She's dressed very 80s. This is the one time I didn't see her with a brooch, actually. But I guess it doesn't go with that outfit. But something weird happens in this scene, too. And what is Agnes up to, eh? She fluffs a line and she asks Wonder if she should go from the top. Let's take it from the top. What is going on? And she's doing it next to Vision. She knows. and But he questions Wonder on it. Yeah, because Wanda's uh, letting Agnes look after the twins. Again, this is where everyone's theories were coming in as to who Agnes is playing, because it's very true to the comic book character. That is true. She was a babysitter. The babies have gone quiet all of a sudden. Did Agnes kill them? No. They are five years 
old. Did you realize that their clothes, they pretty much reminisce of the same colors? One's wearing red and one's wearing green, which is their characters in the comics. Now we get to like probably my favorite credits just because it's Family Ties. We are huge Michael J. Fox fans, so we are a fan of Family Ties. If you guys haven't watched them or haven't watched them in a long time, please do because they're so funny. The credits also do actually have bits of Full House in as well and Growing Pains. Oh my God. The best part of this has to be baby vision. Oh my God, that little shot. I squealed. I actually squealed. I looked up a little bit about this. Um, Matt Shackman, he said, we were struggling to find pictures to turn into baby vision. But Scott McFate, who's one of their VFX coordinators, he had a Paul Bettany-ish look, so they used his oh. baby photos. <laughs> now we are back in our time. Um, we see Monica being questioned and she's being examined. She felt what Wanda was feeling, which is what we find out that a lot of characters are going through the same thing in Westview. And her scans come out blank. I'm pointing that out here because it's not explained later on, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be something in it. And it could be to do with Monica actually getting her powers. The med tech that we see there was Jenna Canal. And I was like, she looks familiar. And it was just so I could recommend she's in a horror movie called Terrifier. With the clown thing. I still need to see that. Yeah, it's really good. So Haywood is there. He basically says the whole thing just to remind us that Wanda Maximoff, although an Avenger, has no alias. So no one has called her Scarlet Witch in the MCU world yet. He's very onto the fact that she's a terrorist. She was radicalized by Hydra. He doesn't see the good in her at all. Even when Jimmy says, you know, she gained the Avengers trust. I mean, this is where he shows in the CCTV. I mean, the footage doesn't even show her no. taking vision anyway, so... We don't think that Hayward is lying. We have no reason to believe that he would lie, but he is. He says that she's broken the Sokovian Accords and that she's taken vision against his own will, What, which we didn't really know about vision having a will. No, but apparently he's said something about not wanting to be brought back because he was afraid, I guess, he'd be used as a weapon. If anyone can't remember, the Sokovian Accords, we've heard of these before. Wanda accidentally damaged that hospital. And obviously the, all that stuff that happened beforehand as well. Basically, the government kind of wanted to have control over the Avengers. I mean, Wanda was the reason that Captain America and Iron Man were on two different teams. She almost split up that friendship. Yeah, next thing we're back at... Puppy! Yeah, we're back at the sitcom. Oh my God, the puppy's so cute. I don't know if you looked this up, Harva, but they called it Sparky. And Sparky was the name of Vision's android dog. Yeah. But he wasn't that cute in the comics. He was green and a bit... Uh. Right, so the kids have found a dog, which is weird. Yeah, where did this dog come from? Well, Agnes has put it there. I did also read that this is the third canine character from the comics. First one was the Cosmo the Space Dog in Guardians of the Galaxy. Then we had in Inhumans, a giant teleporting bulldog called Lockjaw. And, Harvey, we might be happy to hear this, in Clint Barton's Hawkeye... He has a canine companion called Lucky the Pizza Dog. Pizza Dog. Hope it's a golden retriever. <laughs> oh, that's oh, um, that's already my favorite. Um, Agnes appears as usual out of nowhere, and he's suspicious about it though, right? Because he's a bit like, oh, she would turn up just with the right thing that we need right at that moment. Because she comes in with a kennel. Well, doesn't Wanda say to him, why are you your human self? And he goes, I suspect someone's going to pop in through the door. You've seen the Truman Show, right? Yeah. He's sitting in the car 
and his wife comes in remember in the car and he's like that car has passed like three times and he's like first it's blue and then it's yellow and then it's red he started to pick up on the cues of when stuff would happen oh my god there's just so many great films that this is taking bits from <laughs> well done to the research team i have to give it to them wanda uses her magic in front of agnes he's not happy they've clearly agreed to this because they're meant to be hiding it. But she says we need to, you know, be more normal by concealing our own magic. And now she just doesn't care. But Agnes, oblivious to it, but the kids have grown up around her and she still doesn't care. Actually, a point to make about the kids, because it comes up a little bit in this episode and you know it comes up later, about the kids and not seeing any for a long time. Agnes at the beginning of this episode even says, when the kids grow up, you can't control kids. That makes me wonder whether Wanda's magic does not work on the kids, which is why she keeps them hidden away and why she can't control her own. That's a good spot. Cut to the next scene. It's Monica trying to um, find a way back into Westview with Darcy and Jimmy's help. Um, and she says she knows an aerospace engineer. You hear aerospace <laughs> engineers and you're like, oh, Fantastic Four, this is it. I think they just kept trying to mess with us, basically. There's an exchange I wrote down. Darcy and Monica and Jimmy, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And Jimmy says something about how Wanda manipulates people's perceptions and makes them hallucinate. That's like a power she has. And Darcy says, if all of the sets and props and wardrobe were solid matter, that would mean Wanda is wielding an insane amount of power. And Jimmy's like, she's never displayed that kind of level of power before. But Monica argues Wanda could have solely killed Thanos. Nobody else came as close. And Jimmy says, well, Captain Marvel almost did. She does not like that. She is not a big fan of Captain Marvel right now, which is funny because the last time they interacted, as far as we're aware, is when she was a kid. She's like an idol. I did read an interview and she doesn't really go too deep into it, but she's like, well, we'll get to see a bit more about what's going on there. So Monica heads to the lab and looks at her clothes and then she just literally fires a gun at them. They don't get affected. They realize then that Wanda is rewriting yeah. reality. Monica thinks, well, we're sending in things from different times. What if we send something from that time? So they decide to send in a drone of that time, right? An 80s drone. We're now back at Vision and Norm again. So they're very excited about their new computers. I briefly saw that it was a very state-of-the-art computer. So everyone at this time in real life would have been going mental about having this. So they see an email. It's a sword email. And it's from Darcy, I think. And it's about the anomaly. And everyone in the room starts reading it out loud at the same time. So that was a bit weird. Like another glitch. And they all start laughing on cue. And Vision decides, I don't even know what he does with his hand but he seems to wake up norm norm's just begging vision to get her to stop he's saying what day is it where's my phone my dad is sick i literally wrote all this down because it's like he didn't even fathom what was happening vision puts him back to normal i guess what what we know exactly. it to be normal we go back to wanda's home and then the dog growls goes to the front door they go out and that's when we see the drone that monica has sent in but we find out that Hayward has armed the drone without telling Monica and they take the shot. But we don't know what happens at that moment because the monitors all go to please stand by. Which we see after every episode. And they all go running outside. Wanda comes out dressed as the way we normally know Wanda and she's carrying the drone out. She's broken it. It's like all electrically charged with Wanda's red 
color. Hayward says to her, you've got the whole town under hostage. He won't accept any responsibility that he may have some wrongdoing here. I mean, you can't just go in and try and kill an Avenger. How does he think he's going to get away with it? Monica's doing her best to try and help her because she understands because, you know, she's lost her mom. So she understands she's feeling pain. But Wanda's like, I have everything I need. I have everything I want. So she gets the guns to aim at Hayward and then goes back inside. Which is very similar to what Magneto does in X-Men. I don't think they're going to find a way or connect Magneto to being her dad in this story. I think Marvel's going to go a completely different way. But we see that. <laughs> like father, like daughter. What time is it, Harbour? What time is it? It's commercial time. <laughs> <laughs> so this is for Lagos brand paper towels for when you make a mess when you didn't mean to yeah which you know wanda's been doing that all over the joint so lagos for people who may not remember is the nigerian city where wanda accidentally directed the bomb into the building i think it was a hospital civil war she couldn't control the bomb there's going to be a point where she can eventually control it but right now it's it's just way out of her control way more than civil war up until now, Wanda's not had any real training. It's just been experiments and then her figuring it out. So, Well, if her father was there, you know. Well, I'm glad that Magneto's not there because he would just have her kill everybody. So. It would be amazing. <laughs> this was the time where a lot of people were saying the same thing about commercials also referencing the Infinity Stones. So I'd written the toaster showed power, the watch showed time, the Tesseract shaped soap is space and here there's a liquid red spill as a nod to the ether so it's reality mm. and then we're back we're back to the sitcom and they can't find sparky because when they opened the front door he went missing and this bit really upset me actually because it was the cutest little puppy it did. agnes pops out of the azalea <laughs> bush and uh she's got a towel wrapped around what we think is sparky i did look up azalea bushes are they poisonous? They are, but only if, like, they've eaten a lot. And I'm like, I didn't see any azaleas off that bush. <laughs> I always thought it might have been a sense of Agatha killing the dog to see if Wanda could bring it back because she's trying to figure out what happened. I'm sure you were going to say it, but the boys mention it here. Well, yeah, the boys are like, you can bring the dog back, right? You have that kind of power. And she's like, no. And, um, I mean, it's an interesting moment because, you know, the kids are really heartbroken. They want the dog back. and you know, Wanda kind of has to say something that is true for her too. But at this point, we obviously think, yeah, listen to yourself. But she hasn't done anything wrong. She didn't mean to bring back Vision and she didn't bring back the Vision that existed before. But she does say, you know, you can't reverse it. Some things are forever. But yeah, where did Sparky come from? And where did he go? <laughs> where did you come from, Sparky the dog? <laughs> You know what I found interesting? The next scene, this is like towards the end of the episode. Because Vision has turned up and he's comforting the kids and stuff. But he's washing his hands after burying Sparky. Why was he manually burying Sparky? I guess he didn't want other people to see. He's someone that's being very cautious about others seeing their magic. This is a moment where we see Vision confront Wanda. This is a vision that we've never seen before. This is where she annoyed me. <laughs> she was just like, I'm going to bed. He says something like... You can't control me. And she's like, can't I? And then applause and credits. Well, this is the first admission of Wanda's controlling to vision. It's crazy, though. I love the fact that they talk into yeah, the credits. Yeah, he's going, what is the maximum anomaly, which is what was in that email? And then the doorbell rings. 
And visions, visions like, okay, he doesn't say anything, but she knows. And she's like, I swear this isn't me. And um, so she goes up to the door and you're like, okay, who is this? And then we find out it's her brother, her twin brother, Pietro, also known as Peter. Peter in the Fox X-Men movies. Darcy catches this on the TV and she goes, she recast Pietro? This is the first crossover that we see that we referenced. It is not. Is it though? Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, it's like an Easter egg sort of thing. It's just something to make you go, oh my God. And then that's it. I'm assuming they could have easily got an Aaron Taylor Johnson to do this bit, but they didn't. I think part of the reason they couldn't, because there is no reanimating someone that died. I mean, Agatha, at the time when she's Agatha, does say, well, he's in another country and full of holes. Well, I don't know. I feel like she's a strong enough witch that she could have done something. But uh, yeah, possibly. But it's a nice little leg for everyone. It's the first Fox. I think it's the first Fox uh, Marvel thing that we see. But like at the end of the day, this is a red herring. As far as we're aware, there is no actual crossover. This isn't that version. This is just the guy. But... It's still very exciting and I definitely cheered because Evan Peters is awesome and you haven't seen American Horror Story yet. Probably no. have you, Harper. I know. You should because he's great. And you should have seen the messages <laughs> that Jade and I were sending each other during <laughs> the cult season because for some reason, I mean, I think she liked him in every season, but in that season, you know, evil just sometimes does it for me. Hey, you know how much I love evil stuff. Darth Vader for the win. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back in a bit. We're back. Hi, guys. We're on episode six. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. What's the episode called, Harvard? All New Halloween Spooktacular. It's a very comic booky name, isn't it? But it's also (laughs) the kind of thing I think they would call a sitcom or like a Scooby-Doo one or something. Disturbances on Halloween separate Wanda from Vision, who looks into anomalous activity in Westview. It's directed again by Matt Shackman, written by Chuck Hayward, who's written for Dear White People and Mixed Dish, and also by Peter Cameron. And this is, well, we've gone into a new decade again. It's very 90s. We see the twins on the camcorder, which is giving me Malcolm in the Middle vibes from the get-go. The typeface even is Malcolm in the Middle. And this is where we see, well, we know it's Halloween. Um, we see Wanda in her old comic book costume. This is the first time we see her in Scarlet Witch costume. And then I love it because Tommy asks her whether she's um, old Red Riding Hood. <laughs> but then, no, she says that she's a Sokovian fortune teller. Billy is actually dressed like his superhero self. Yes. And then Vision turns up looking like a, well, a Mexican wrestler, apparently. Yeah. So it's all like they're all dressed up and Wanda makes a point like, oh, thank you, Vision, for like doing this, like playing along. And Vision is not really, he's a bit impatient. He's a bit short with her. He said it was like the only outfit in my wardrobe, almost like how she'd gotten rid of everything else. And he kind of perks up strangely. I think he's worried that she's going to like do something if he complains. He wants to find out what's going on so it's just easier to pretend he's playing along with it and he says he's gonna go and patrol Wanda kind of looks surprised like that's not the plot I wrote for you kind of thing and he almost looks at her like you know he's daring her to control him so he can't do this but then you know Uncle Peter or Pietro steps up (laughs) I'm trying to remember what he was like in the X-Men movies I mean he was he was a little bit 
like he wasn't obviously quite like the Pietro that we knew, obviously very American and stuff. And he definitely dressed dressed a little bit kooky and stuff but i don't remember him being quite so that we go back to our timeline i'm gonna keep saying our timeline the real reality um and we're back at sword so monica's obviously gone kind of ballistic one of the things she says is if wonder is the problem she has to be the solution he does not like to look weak he's being the alpha male Hayward also plays a little dirty card here on monica and he says maybe it's a good thing you weren't here when your mother died because clearly you don't have the stomach for this job and I just went, that is a low blow, a very low blow. And you've taken this job because of her mother. But yeah, it kicks them off the base. Jimmy and Monica disguise themselves as sword agents. They have a little badass moment. And then when we go back to the 90s world, they're outside. Pietro seems to be really self-aware. Like, he's not like the others. He seems to know what's going on, sort of. He knows almost what Wanda's doing. Yeah, and he knows he's not the brother who died. And there's a bit, actually, I don't know if you caught it. It's just a cute little nod, I think. But when he's talking to the kids and they're going to go off and do whatever with Tommy, I guess, he says, kick ass. And Wanda repeats it. Yes. And if people remember, Evan Peters was in the movie Kick Ass with none other than Aaron Taylor Johnson, who played Quicksilver (laughs) in the MCU. They were best friends in Kick Ass. So, yeah, that was a nice little hint there. And Wanda finds out that Vision isn't on neighborhood watch duty yeah she goes speaks to herb and herb's like oh if there's anything i can do like you know what a husband would do or a father would do around the house no no no. he actually says is there something you want changed oh so it's almost like he's saying is this a plot point you want to be different but wanda always seemed really uncomfortable with anyone addressing the situation yeah it's like she didn't want to take responsibility for what she was doing like i'm not in control what do you mean (laughs) So we've got Vision. He's like further out of town and it looks different there too. He's gone to the edge of Westview, I think it is. The sky looks a bit different to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it was just later in the day, but it looked a bit darker, a little less happy. Dim. He passes this woman and this man outside a house that appeared to be on some kind of loop, constantly hanging up that decoration, putting it down, putting it up, putting it down. And the, the weirdest and... Kind of creepy and also kind of sad part is that the woman has this one tear. Yes. And it's really sad because you understand that that, I don't know how long that woman's been stuck doing that. She's trapped. Sorry to cut you off there. I would just say you would hope that it's just for this day because it's Halloween, but you don't know. I thought that was really clever and really haunting. It's like an image that you kind of remember. And it's perfect for the Halloween episode as well. Harvard, what time is it? It's commercial time. This one was creepy. So this one was about your magic. Is this is this stop motion? Uh, Claymation, I think. Claymation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little boy is on, like, on an island who's starving. A shark comes out on a surfboard, as you do, and offers him this your magic yogurt. And the boy's like, please, can I have some or whatever? So he gives him a pot, leaves. The boy can't open it. He's too weak. He's too weak. He can't open it. And he turns into a skeleton. And then the tagline, Yo Magic, the snack for survivors. If we're going by the um, Infinity Stones here, this would resemble the Soul Stone. There was a huge resemblance, I thought, to the kid watching him go into the skeleton. It was looking at the Red Skull and then linking it to the Soul Stone. There was a huge resemblance, I thought, to um, the Red Skull sitting on the stone back when they're trying to get it. 
and the kids there all alone on his own deserted island. That's true, actually. Yeah, the thing I, I mean, I was looking up, like, because I was like, I don't really, it's not as clear as other adverts, like what it had to do with her past or, you know, Agatha's powers deal with power draining, which we'll see later. Um, So she needs wonders, like wonders, your magic, you know, to accomplish whatever her plan is. But if, hey, if anybody has any other ideas about what that commercial was about, like, please Tell us what you think, because that one I thought was the most ambiguous, not really as clear, and it was really depressing. But then back in Westview... Did you notice, Harva? Did you notice the cinema? I did. The How, how would you pronounce it? The Coronets? The Coronets, coronet, I, was, I, I was like, Coronet or Coronet? I wasn't actually sure how you <laughs> I call it Coronet. It. I don't know coronet. if that's the right way. It's showing the Incredibles and the Parent Trap. And I saw a lot of Incredibles moments with this family. <laughs> and the Parent Trap, I guess, is the twins thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're Disney movies, so. Exactly, a nice little hint there. <laughs> you know what I really liked? The line where Pietro says, who beefed in your boshed? <laughs> <laughs> I had to write it down and then I had to look up what boshed is. Yeah, it's, what is it? It's a Ukrainian hearty soup of beef. Um, So it's got like vegetables and it's a deep red colour because of beets. So did he say it because of red? Scarlet? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it was funny. We don't actually ever know where Sokovia is, right? We know it's Eastern Europe, yeah, but we don't actually know where. So, so. Ukrainian, Slavic, yeah. one of those, yeah. Obviously, we've noticed Tommy's powers super speed, so he's clearly got on his uncle's powers. They buzz off somewhere. Do they ask? I, I think they asked Wanda if they could go off somewhere. I can't remember what. And she says, don't go to Dallas Avenue or something like that. Ellis Avenue. Don't go past Ellis Avenue. Ellis Avenue. Um... And I'm wondering whether that's where, as you mentioned, Vision sees the lady on loop. Is that is that like a point you can't go past? Well, no, Ellis Avenue is where we see Agnes in the car. Ah. So it's a little bit further. I didn't realise that was on Ellis Avenue. In the next scene, Monica, Jimmy and Darcy infiltrate S.W.O.R.D. They're going into their system and um, they're noticing that they're tracking Vision. That's what Hayward is doing. And that's when they also notice that no one is moving around Vision, where he is right now. No one on the outskirts is moving at all. And we see Vision actually looking around. And so he flies up and sees Agnes's, well, he doesn't know it's Agnes's car, but he sees a car off in the distance. He goes down and it's Agnes parked on the edge of Rolling Hill and Ellis Avenue, just sitting in her car staring. Interesting note, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but in folklore, crossroads are often used to summon the devil. I guess this is why Mephisto's name again was just popping out everywhere. I mean, I guess he is on his way. If he's not already here, he's on his way. There's there's too many eggs to miss. <laughs> too, <laughs> too many, many eggs. eggs in the basket. <laughs> Vision wakes Agnes up because Agnes seems a bit weird. She seems lost. She recognises him. She's like, oh my God, have you come to save us with the Avengers? And this is when you realise that he has no idea who the Avengers are. No, because he's got no recollection no, of any... Has... Wanda hasn't told him anything. No, he's he's a very specific version of Vision and he hasn't experienced any of that stuff to know. Um, I should also probably point out, as everyone's aware, Agnes is dressed as a witch. Yes, which I thought was really <laughs> clever. <laughs> I mean, she was basically just spelling it out for them and they just weren't paying attention. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, she tells Vision that 
Wanda doesn't even let them think about leaving. No. And she also tells Vision that he's dead. Yeah. And um, I guess this makes him question, like, why can't they leave? And he must know about Ellis Avenue too, I'm assuming. And um, he walks towards the edges of town, the parts he's never been. And while that's happening, Monica's still trying to... I think they're going to go and meet the person who's meant to give them the... Whatever it is to get in. Darcy's telling Monica that it's a bad idea because her cells have changed and we don't know what's happening to her. She should go back through there. But Monica says, I quoted it, I know what Wanda is feeling and I won't stop till I help her. And this goes back to when we saw her scans and they were blank and they were like, oh, we need to take your bloods again or, you know, something's going on. She's gone in twice. Her cells are rewritten. And so we go back in. Wanda and Pietro are sitting around on some hay <laughs> and uh, Pietro is trying to f- understand what Wanda's done and now we kind of know that this is a spy for Agnes Agatha but he's being her brother you know so confide in me it's all good I know I'm not doing. your husband <laughs> exactly um he's saying how he's impressed by what Wanda's done and how it's a leap from the days where she gave people nightmares and asks where the kids were hiding. And Wanda does kind of confide in him, but only as far as saying, and I quoted it, I only remember feeling completely alone, empty, endless nothingness. And she sees a flash of dead Pietro as well. Yeah. But it's this Pietro, not the other Pietro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just like she saw Vision. He also says to her, where have you been hiding the kids until now? And I was going to say, this is the first episode where we see kids. It's like we kept asking where the bloody hell are the children. She went, here they bloody are. Yeah. (laughs) And then took them away again because we never see them again. This was enough. (laughs) This is where Darcy finds the hidden files. And they're labelled cataract, which, you know, vision, cataract, blurry. So smart. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's about um, Hayward's plans to bring vision back online. Yeah. And, you know, he was all like, "Eh, Wanda's going against him. Vision's wishes and wants to come back. And he's like, well, I want to make a weapon. You're like, come on. Again, again, how does he think he's going to get away with this? So uh, Vision breaks through the barrier. and This um, this was heartbreaking for me to watch, was, actually. Yeah. So they all run out. Obviously, they hear the, the breaching of the thing. And this is not like anyone else that's come out. He's He seems to, it's almost like he's on a bungee cord. Like he is actually really struggling to even leave. And you start seeing pieces of him flying back in. And it's horrible. Darcy is watching Vision die. She's obviously seen it before. Like, she knows what happens. And the way you saw him, I'm going to say, evaporate and his pieces fly back in, it's very reminiscent of how we watched him die in Infinity War. The good thing is, Billy, who is the twin that didn't have any powers yet, his powers seem to kick in. Yeah. Now, he kind of hears, senses, whatever has a vision <laughs> of um, <laughs> his dad in trouble. And so he goes to tell Wanda. And while Darcy's still outside trying to help, they handcuff her to a bloody car. Like, why? Yeah. She's just one girl. Why are they handcuffing her for? Exactly. She had no weapons, nothing. Idiots. But then, like, uh, Wanda's trying to find out what's happened and Pietro says something that the regular Pietro would never have said. Yeah, I wrote this. said, don't sweat it, sis. It's not like your dead husband can die twice. I mean, he deserved to be blasted. Yeah. So she stops everything and blasts out power 
and expands the hex. And Monica and um, Jimmy, they've obviously taken the car, one of the sword cars, trucks. They can see it in their rearview mirror. They're already on the road, so they've got the best escape right now. Exactly. So they're they're running away from it, but everyone at the base is kind of stuck, except Hayward, unfortunately. Mm. Um, he manages to get away, but poor Darcy, even though I think she's wanted to be in the show. Yeah, not this way, though. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets sucked in, the base gets sucked in, and they all become like a circus on the outskirts of town. That's it. That's how this episode ends. It's becoming less and less sitcommy. We've left that happy town. It just gets darker. <laughs> and we're back. Yes, we're back. Only two more episodes to go. Well, three, right? Wait, I'm not counting this one. Okay. But yes, we're at episode seven. It's called Breaking the Fourth Wall. And the synopsis for it is Monica plots her return, Wanda navigates unsettling complications, and Vision forms a new alliance. This is also directed by Matt Shackman, written by Cameron Squires, who's a writer for Final Space. So in this one, we start with an opening scene. Wanda wakes up. And I noticed the bed sheets are all hexagons as well. Mm-hmm. She's also in an empty bed. Just to note that Vision's not there. Yeah, already we can tell it's a single camera sitcom format like The Office or Parks and Rec or Modern Family with the talking heads and stuff. The kids complain the game's glitching. It's actually like their joysticks are changing, turning to Uno cards, turning to joysticks, turning to... It was like turning from Nintendo to that so that yeah it kind of made me feel like you know when you're playing this is a geek thing but you know the sims and you add like custom content it's basically what happened to wanda basically her sims game is screwing up someone did mention sims somewhere when i was reading it and billy says he has a noisy head i don't know what that means exactly is that like people's personalities inside their heads are screaming out do you think that's what it was i think that is we now have established what his superpower is wanda is very very sort of avoidant in this episode she just seems to want to do what i do on a daily basis which is pretend that nothing's happening yeah (laughs) she is almost helpless in this she can't look after her kids in this episode she can barely look after herself in this episode it's it's a weird one because i kind of was annoyed with her but it could have also been because she's just used up so much power that she was knackered she's drained yeah so wanda goes to make cereal And I wrote here, you know the milk is already glitched in the fridge because it says dairy almond milk. (laughs) Right. She kind of finally admitted, look, we've all been there, right? Letting our fear and anger get the better of us. Intentionally expanding the borders of the false world we created. (laughs) So that is the first time to camera she goes, I faked this. First time she's accepted it. Again, another stage of grief. We go to the credits of this one. This one I liked because it sounded very much like The Office. It is, and I've just recently watched this. I've she just recently finished watched it. The Office. I know, and it's yeah, one of my favorite shows. Absolutely love it. I still need to see. I've only seen a few episodes of the UK one. So I do need to see that. Definitely watch it. This. Although, obviously, just be ready to have a very different tone. Less lovable. <laughs> it's Ricky Gervais, come on. <laughs> but back to the credits. I, I wrote a bit that Shackman said about it. Like, there were discussions for that episode because they didn't know what they wanted to do. They thought originally they'd do a modern family, but they didn't want to do the pulling out of the frame by frame thing. So instead, they actually took inspiration from a different sitcom called Happy Endings. 
I don't know if you noticed this. I kind of hope you didn't. <laughs> um, but in the credits, it ends with uh, WandaVision created by Wanda Maximoff. And at 4.17, we see her net, it's a flash. And because in these credits, we don't see Vision until the very end. It's all Wanda, Wanda, Wanda. It's all about Wanda. At 4.17, we see her name spelled out like a ransom note. And it flashes and it says, I know what you are doing, Wanda. Yeah, I did catch that. <laughs> and I was like, well, who's put that there? Has Wanda put it for herself? Has Agnes put it in? Or These credits aren't even from Wanda. It's probably an Agnes thing. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah, it did. I did catch that. On one of the things, I actually can't remember the license plate, maybe. There were the number 122822. Represents Stanley's birthday. So it starts off with S.W.O.R.D. They've got a temporary base now because they've all been pushed out. And there's no broadcast signal anymore. They can't watch what's going on. No. Um, and when we go, we go into, we go into the world and um the aspect ratio changes when we're, we're with vision the full the screen goes full full yeah, yeah. like cinematic mm. and um he sees darcy as an escape artist which i thought was cool because she went in with handcuffs yeah so now she's got the chains around her um but he recognizes her and she thinks he's hitting on her yeah <laughs> <laughs> she was great hard pass <laughs> i know Meanwhile, you've got the twins at home. They're asking about their dads. Wanda just is not... She just wants to chill and watch TV. She's over it. Glossed everything. And she says that. She said, today is just about me. At some point, she says it to camera. So maybe the credits were actually her, but whoever put that ransom note was someone squishing in. I know what you're doing. Yeah. Agnes walks in. And she um, offers to take the boys away. Babysitting duties again. And um, I love this bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure more happens, but I've just written, she says, I don't bite, and then looks at the camera, and then in her talking head, she says, I have bit a kid before. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Before Agatha leaves. Or Agnes. Whatever, I've written Agatha. I've given <laughs> I know, up now. I know. <laughs> she asked Wanda to check a suspicious mole on her back. Was there something about a suspicious person? Oh, because doesn't she then tell one of the kids, maybe you can look at it? Yeah, as they're leaving. So it could just be a joke or is there something to that? I mean, I don't know. You're going to know what I'm going to say. It's like Wanda sits in front of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Cuts that shot. She's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. It's very Ross from it's Friends. It's very Ross. Fine. <laughs> She's saying it so much to convince herself and she knows it's not true. So we go back and we're finally meeting whoever Monica had called the aerospace engineer. And it's someone called Major Goodner who has no comic book connections. Uh, a new WandaVision fan theory that I read suggests that she's um, she and her fellow soldiers may actually be scrolls in disguise. I don't know. Again, you you don't you know this is leading up to Captain Marvel two anyway, and Doctor Strange. Obviously, some of these films got pushed back, but they're all coming up, so could be. So the thing that she had being made was a space rover, and then we go back in, and Vision's still trying to talk to Darcy, and they're dragged into like they go into a funnel cake van. Oh yeah, but before then, he does wake her up. He wakes her up. Ah, uh, yes. And yeah, and so they get into the ice... No, the funnel cake Funnel cake van, van yeah. And they drive off. Uh, we go back to the house and it's all glitching still. Wanda's doing a talking head. Yeah. And this is the first time we hear an interviewer ask her a question. And the interviewer actually says, do you think maybe this is what you deserve? Yeah. 
And did you know, Harva, this voice, because I mean, later we do see that Agatha is sitting behind the camera. Yeah. Because it sounds like a guy. It was her voice. Amazing. I did not know that. They just changed the pitch on it. And I love this because Wanda just replies, you're not supposed to talk. Now, is this because she still feels like she's in control or because, no, generally they're not supposed to talk behind the camera? Probably both. Bit of both, I think. Yeah, because obviously you see later on in the office as well. I think it's in the final season where we, you know, get more glimpses of the boom and the sound and, yeah. Generally, they don't, even in, like, I mean, Modern Family and Parks and Rec never even really acknowledge that they have a camera crew, but they do talking heads. I haven't seen Parks. I haven't seen Modern Family. But they never address it. They're just there, and you just accept it. But Office, I think, is the only one that ever actually acted like this is a documentary crew. But, um, Arthur, what time is it? It's commercial time. I didn't want to sound cheery that time, because I have to say this commercial's about depression. It's getting darker. Yeah, definitely. It's not. As, I still don't think it's as dark as the one we just had, but it's still kind of dark. Well, so this commercial is for an antidepressant called Nexus. Because the world doesn't revolve around you. Oh, does it? I love the fact that they've like listed the side effects in the commercial. Feeling your feelings, confronting your truth, seizing your destiny, and more depression. I read that in the Marvel comics, Wanda is known as a Nexus being. So someone who can manipulate reality around them and the point where the fabric of the universe is weakest is called the nexus of all realities. So I also wrote the nexus of all realities is a magical area that is a gateway to other dimensions. It's actually located in a swamp in New Orleans, but it's guarded by man thing. (laughs) They really gave up with names. I also found out that nexus is also where Tony found Jarvis in Age of Ultron. Mm. So we go back. We see the shot of uh, Agnes's house and the twins are there. Billy is the one that's obviously got his mum's power. And he tells Agnes he likes it here because she's quiet. Inside. Which means he can't read her. Maybe Billy can hear, you know, when those people are like, oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. Their insides are going, help, I'm dying. Help me, yeah. He can hear that or sense it anyway. But with Agatha, because she's not being controlled. There's nothing there. And also maybe Agatha also has like some kind of, I think later she says to Wanda, you can't get in here. She's got her own block. But Monica. Monica gets in the space rover and it doesn't work. <laughs> so she drives right in, it won't go in. And you're quite surprised because you're like, if anything can go into it, it's that. And half of the car gets rewritten. Monica has to jump out. And uh, Monica decides she's going to go through herself. She goes right through. But it takes her a while. I think it's... It's a, it's a bit like how Vision was trying to get out, her going in. It's like the struggle. Um, I got a little bit about it. I think it was from her. She said, um, I tried to imagine the grief and the heaviness of Monica losing her mum and not being there and the heaviness of the guilt. And then essentially at the end, so through her whole journey, wanting to make her proud, it was basically her struggle through it. That's how she played it. And they had to reshoot it in three different outfits because you can, if you look carefully, you can see her in three different ways. Yes. And she had to have a harness to show how she's not going through it so quickly. And yeah, I thought that was really cool. Sounds like that would have been fun to film. Yeah. And uh, yeah, obviously Monica becomes Photon in the comics and her eyes glow blue. She can fly as Photon. I mean, this has just become her origin story, hasn't it? Yeah, and throw energy blasts. She can change her appearance in the comics, to be- including becoming invisible. And um, she can see natural forces around her, which explains what you see when you see her go into the world. 
She looks around her with her blue eyes and everything looks really live and colourful. And it looks cool. I don't know if you've seen Contact. I have, but ages ago. With Jodie Foster. When she's going through the wormhole, it's almost identical. Very trippy. And the thing is, her character also goes through grief. Mm, Yeah, I need to watch that film again. It's been a long time. Well, guys, so far for homework, I think we've given you Pleasantville, Truman Show, possibly. Yeah. Contact. And I feel like there was another one. So many Marvel, other Marvel films anyway. Well, yeah, you should have already watched them. I mean, what are you doing? Incredibles. We mentioned the Incredibles. Well, that's because they mentioned it, but we haven't referenced it in any other way. I will after. All right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) So Darcy catches Vision up on what happened in the car. And this is where they remind us that Vision's original corporeal form was born of Ultron's plan for global genocide. So I think it's all little ways of reminding you that Vision can be a very dangerous weapon if used separately. If you know, you know what's going to happen later. So yeah, it's important to know this. And so it's good that they keep reminding you because it's very easy to forget all this stuff. Yeah. Because he's so like like a puppy dog in this show that you kind of forget. And we see him talking to camera at this point as well. Yeah. And we actually see the microphone on him and, you know. Oh, don't. That bit cracks me up. And obviously, yeah, Vision... This is the first time he understood what happened to Wanda. The pain that she's gone through. And Darcy tells him that the one thing that is real was their love. So Monica runs all the way to Wanda's house. Wanda is immediately like, nope, get out. <laughs> and well, She's trying to warn her. Yeah, Monica's like, Hayward's trying to make you the villain. And Wanda's like, maybe I already am. I wrote a quote here because Monica is trying to reach her. So she's saying, I lost the person closest to me too. The worst thing I can think of has already happened to me and I can't change it. I can't undo it. I can't control this pain anymore. And I don't think I want to because this is my truth. But Agnes interrupts. Again, steps in at the perfect time, doesn't she? Yep. And takes Wanda away. Agnes is home. I don't know if you looked it up, but um, it's actually better known as 1164 Morning Glory Circle. And that is the residence of the house from Bewitched. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's the actual exterior. Funny how Agnes has that house. Hmm, I know. So Wanda's gone to Agnes's house now. Yeah, she's noticed, obviously, the twins are missing. Yeah, the sandwiches are half eaten, um, the TV's on. I didn't, I was going to look it up, but I didn't, I, I think in the end I didn't. Watching. It was something where they just kept going, jump. Jumpy, jumpy, jump, jumpy, jumpy, jump. I don't know what that was about. There's clearly some links there, but yeah, Um, I didn't have a look at it. Yeah. And there's also a bug. A bug. On the curtain. Which is a a cicada, apparently. Okay. Now, there was something interesting about cicadas. They undergo a huge level of transformation in their entire development period. So they go underground. And once it's over, they come out. But when they come out, they need to transform themselves in order to adapt to their new surroundings. Well, that's definitely significant. Was she already there when they came, when, when this happened? Did she sense it and come? Was she underground and she resurfaced when this happened? I thought, is there a significance? Why is there a cicada? That she has more than one. What is that about? I definitely think she sensed Wanda. But where was she when she sensed her? Did she just come from outside? Like I said, was she underground? I mean, her basement... Was that something from before? What's going on? I don't know. Yeah, because people mentioned whether her basement could have been part of like the dark hold or something. Well, the basement. 
Well, she goes, maybe the kids are in the basement. That's her way of sending Wanda down there. It doesn't look like any basement that you normally would go down to. It it turns into like some weird sort of... There's branches, the purple. Marvel comics or any superhero comics, purple is the colour of villains. And um, there's a book down there that's all glowing and, you know, mystical. And we know now that that is the Darkhold book, which was something that was written years ago by some evil elder god. Yeah. He has a name, but I could not for the life of me pronounce it, so I'm just calling him an elder god. And we've seen this book before, not exactly in the same way, but it's been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and in Runaways. I've seen a few episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but, I mean, what's a few episodes compared to how many seasons they've had? I know. I do sometimes feel like maybe I should give it another chance because uh, Thingy's in it, Agent Souza. Anyway, so this is where we find out that Agatha... Agnes. Agnes is Agatha. Yes, and I love <laughs> the theme her tune. Her credits! She sang it. She sang it. It did sound like her. It did sound like her. She's, yeah, she's amazing. These credits were great. They basically just plant her in all the moments where she appeared like when you first see her she's almost like mary poppins it felt like you know mm-hmm. what i mean like floating down outside the house yeah. and then turning black and white she's the real puppet master yeah and as you said like the producer bit she's the one behind the camera and she's the one that was controlling um pietro yeah pietro as we now pietro. We'll call him <laughs> and her show is called agatha all along <laughs> <It's> perfect <laughs> the theme tune is really catchy as well and then it ends with she goes and I killed Sparky too, which I did also write as Wizard of Oz reference. Although no one did kill Toto, they tried but they didn't. It's just the whole I'll get you my pretty and your little dog too. Yeah, how dare she? What did Sparky ever do to her? I know she's evil. She's a witch. This is also the first episode where we get a mid-credit scene. I know, and the credits are so long in these they episodes are. that I kept scrolling like going, minutes. is there something? No. Monica's obviously followed Agnes and Wanda to this house, and she's trying to see if she can get in. Um, she's looking through the windows, all of it, trying to think, how can I sneak into this house? Goes, finds the basement door, opens it, and who pops up? Pietro. Oh, Pietro. Pietro. And he says, Snooper's going to snoop. <laughs> so trendy <laughs> haters gonna hate he just makes you cringe doesn't he, he does. hey guys we're back hi hi meryl hi harbour <laughs> <laughs> okay it's time for episode eight we're almost at the end yeah and episode eight is called previously on it's directed again by matt shackman and written by laura donny so the synopsis for episode eight is Wanda embarks on a troubling journey, revisiting her past for insight into her present and future. So do you want to start us off, Meryl? Because I believe the credits for this is slightly different. Well, there are no real credits. There's just the Marvel logo. But the Marvel logo does go purple. And we know it from Marvel Comics, or anything in comics really, purple's the sign of villains. And Thanos is purple. They just went full on purple for him. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll set the scene. It starts off in Salem in 1693. And we see Agnes, or Agatha, is now being dragged for trial. She's being questioned on whether she's a witch because she's betrayed her coven, apparently. We're told that she's practiced dark magic, but she says she didn't break the rules. They bent to my power. And we find out that her mum is the high priestess of the coven. So even her mum wants her dead. (laughs) Yeah, things aren't going well for her. Yeah, what did you do, Agatha? What did you do? (laughs) (laughs) So we see the witches chant in Latin 
And I actually found out that they translate to natural death as a monster. So that's their way of saying, we're going to kill you now. Basically. Which, I mean, I felt a bit sorry for Agnes, I guess. I mean, at this Agatha? stage, we do, Ag- well, Agatha, Agnes. I mean, just because you're literally looking at your mother in the face and she's basically saying, no, I'm going to kill you. They did it in a really clever way because at that, you know, it's an origin story for us. I was watching it thinking, oh, maybe she's just misunderstood. But then her face changed and I went, no, she's just a cow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they definitely know how to balance it out where you're like, but but are you bad or were you treated bad? No, she's just bad. And she just wants to get stronger and more powerful. So you're like, "Mm, okay, Thanos, calm down. I know, right? (laughs) So how does she get strong and powerful in this scene? Well, as, I mean, how how do you even say this bit? Well, I guess what they're doing, because this is like a witch trial, but by witches, which isn't something we know about, which, 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 which. So I would assume that this is their version of killing her, but I don't know how, why they're blasting. Like, I don't know what that's meant to do to her, except kill her. Yeah, because at first I was like, are they trying to take her powers away from her and drain her? That would have been a cleverer idea. They clearly (laughs) didn't think that way. Marvel, take my ideas and pay me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that was just them terminating her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she will be back. So she turns on the witches, turns on her mum, and basically drains her. And it's almost a reference back to that commercial of the boy Sitting down on a deserted island. Agatha is totally the shark. And the little boy is possibly what could happen to Wanda. She's not careful. Her prey, basically. So Agatha in the comics, because people probably know now that Agatha Harkness is a character in the comics. In the comics, she doesn't have this power. But she does draw her power from multiple sources. It's just not as clear as if it's as straightforward as it is in this. But what we see here is in the in the TV show, they've decided to make her more of a villain, even though in the comics, she's actually been someone that's been quite helpful to some characters. Which they definitely showed with her Agnes counterpart, shall we say, like the babysitting and everything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I looked up her mum. Her mum is called Evanora Harkness, but she isn't from the comics. But what I did look up is because she's got like her own little crown that appears before <laughs> Agatha kills her, that crown is very similar to a sorceress from Atlantis called Z. am just gonna say her name wrong Zeredna and she was known for practicing white magic they look really similar even the hair color was quite similar I don't know if that was necessarily meant to be nothing's an accident in Marvel so I'm assuming that was meant to be an homage of some kind so yeah after Agatha kills her mum this is where we actually see where she gets her brooch from. She takes it from her dead mother's corpse. <laughs> That's basically it. Harsh. I'm sure it would have been hers anyway. <laughs> yeah. She wears it every episode. I think you may have mentioned there's one episode we didn't actually see it in. We only don't see it in one scene of one episode, and that's when she's wearing her aerobics outfit. So, like I said, it probably doesn't go with that outfit. So, (laughs) (laughs) Unless it was, like, on her bag and I didn't see it. I don't know. So that brooch means a lot. It must be a symbolism of something, because I think she wears it in the comics too. Yeah, she's always got it, like, um, in the middle of her collar. She's an old lady in the comics. (laughs) So cut to the present tense. Wanda's now trying to read Agnes. She's in her basement. And this is where we find out that she can't actually read her. Obviously, Agnes slash Agatha has got some protection. We find out she's covered the basement in runes. So it makes Wanda powerless. 
And she says, in a given space, only the witch who casts the runes can use their magic. I looked up the runes. Runes are a thing in Marvel. They're like a magical artifact that apparently grants the wielder access to knowledge that he or she normally couldn't obtain. So it's not exactly used in the same way. But um, in the comics, apparently they were acquired by Odin and then later passed on to Thor. Yeah, because I've known runes from quite a few TV shows or books or films. And one of the books uh, that I actually really enjoyed was The Mortal Instruments. But it was one of those things where you're taught your runes as you enter the Institute let's just say you know you're a minor witch or a junior witch and the more powerful you get the more powerful runes you're allowed to do or obtain or create basically so i wonder if they carry that in the comics as well the stronger you are the more powerful runes you can actually create so this is where we actually find out though that agatha is behind pietro or fietro Maybe Wanda didn't find out in the last episode i don't think she saw the credits she missed out she really did <laughs> And I also actually wrote down a quote from this scene just because it kind of stuck out to me where Agatha says to her, I tried to be gentle to nudge you away from this ridiculous fantasy, but you'd rather fall apart than face your truth. I mean, it's so true. It's kind of like you're being cruel to be kind here, even though she is technically being cruel because she wants to do this magic herself. That hits home. We see Agatha using a different type of magic as well. This is her illusion magic. Again, I've forgotten what this insect is called in Meryl's Cicada. Cicada. She's told me a million times. I'm like, I don't know. It looked like a beetle on a fly. And she turns it into a bird. It's her way of displaying to Wanda, you know, you're not the only witch here. Yeah. And it's also her way of saying, look, I know what kind of spells that you've used because I can do them, even though it takes years to learn. But to do all of these things in one go at once... How? How did you do yeah. it? And to that capacity. I mean, it's basically like Wanda did a Big Bang moment herself and created an entire world. How? How do you do it? Totally. <laughs> Hence the CMBR. You know, we're learning. Darcy's teaching us a lot of stuff. Because uh, Wanda doesn't think she's a witch. So Agatha decides to delve into Wanda's past using some kind of spell. And we open our first door into the past. We do. As Wanda goes through her first door, we see her brother and her mother and her dad in this scene. This is back in 1999, so they're kids. And her dad sells bootleg DVDs. He comes home and you realise he's pretty much a failing salesman, let's put it that way. They said that it was a TV night and they, they're talking Sokovian, but the brother says we use this night to learn our English or to expand yeah, our English. Yeah, I guess they had plans on someday maybe emigrating. Maybe that was the plan. So, yeah, he opens up his briefcase and you see basically all the DVDs that include I Love Lucy, Bewitched, Malcolm in the Middle, The Addams Family, Who's the Boss? So you see where Wanda got all her ideas for. And we also find out that her favourite box set is The Dick Van Dyke Show. But I had a little funny fact here. Marvel don't make many mistakes. But, you know, just said her parents died in 1999. Malcolm in the Middle didn't air till 2000. Yeah, I mean, the box set definitely wouldn't have been out by then. Even if it is a pirate copy, would it have been? No. Well, if it aired in 2000, it still couldn't have even had an illegal copy in 99. (laughs) Unless it was just before she turned 11, so it was 2000. Does that make sense? She was born in 89. Well, now I need to know what month this came out, Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you work for Marvel and you're listening, please add us and let us know. So um, everything seems all happy. We're watching Dick Van Dyke with the family. Wanda is beaming with happiness right now. And then 
it's really like even though you kind of know where it's gonna go it was still very shocking it felt like those um you know those adverts that they've done recently for like refugees and stuff definitely so where they show you like the little kids and they're just like us but look what's happened to their lives it felt very much like that again stuff we see every single day in the news yeah or on tv we know it's still going on exactly so yeah explosion goes off as we knew that happened to her when she was 10 um her parents are obviously dead and her and her brother are stuck under a bed staring at a missile from stark industries again like the drone previously and like the toaster from exactly there's a light and it's beeping it's beeping and they're waiting inevitable death must be coming how terrifying could that be like in real life that would be horrendous and that because what can you do you can't get up and run you're not gonna make it out like and you don't, you'd be frozen in time. You'd literally be frozen. But we see Wanda reach out. And then she's almost dragged back. She's back in adult form. Agatha's all questioning her, like, what did you do? She's like, you stopped the bomb. You used a probability hex. So we're going back to Wanda's powers in the comics here. And she's like, no, it was defective. It just never went off. And you're like, but did it? Or were you actually born with these powers? Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> Other brands are available. (laughs) (laughs) So this isn't enough to Agatha because she's like, this doesn't explain how she got her powers to this strength. So she forces Wanda into the next stage of her grief, I guess. Another thing that destroyed her, which is Hydra. So we walk in through this door and we're in the Strucker labs, I'm going to call them, where, if you remember, Wanda and her brother volunteered for experiments with the Mind Stone. And they were like the only two that survived. And that's what, as far as we know, gave them the powers. So when she walks into the room, which she really doesn't want to, <laughs> um, we see the scepter. And everyone recognizes that scepter, right? It's Loki's scepter. Loki! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was gifted by Thanos to Loki. And then obviously after the Battle of New York, the scepter was confiscated by Hydra. So we see them start off with the Mindstone doing whatever experiment they're doing. And it basically blows up when she touches it we get the silhouette of the scarlet witch basically and we see that image again in the next episode we do and i believe everyone was kind of screaming although we knew that's who she was you're like oh my god she's finally here (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's finally out of those clothes (laughs) so the experiment has happened wanda is kind of unconscious i guess so when we next see her she's in a room and she's sitting all alone she's not even pietro's not we're nowhere near her. the room's not even like a bedroom kind of it's environment. almost like a cell yeah she's just got a tv up high and she's watching a sitcom again and it's the brady bunch which if you remember i referred back in episode three where um vision was practicing nappy changing or diaper changing yeah. if you're american on the doll <laughs> it's the exact same doll that you see in that episode that one's a good watching. catch <laughs> also we do see a clip of the scientists watching back over the security camera or the experiment camera. And we, there's no footage of this moment. Like we don't even see it explode. She's just standing and the next minute she's unconscious. We don't, don't even see the stone. No, it's just not. It's like it didn't happen. It's been erased from existence. But um, it just reminded me of the editing Wanda did in her own show. Totally. Did she edit that too? Well, that's the thing. This isn't even a sitcom. We totally get her editing her own sitcom. Yeah. But now we're, we've are we gone back in time. She's editing life. Yeah. 
I want her powers. No wonder Agatha does what she does. If I was a witch and, you know, she came out of nowhere and did this, but I've been practicing for hundreds of years, I would be the same. Oh, yeah, knowing you. Come on, I'm the one that loves Darth Vader. You know, I was rooting for Thanos originally until You'd he killed the, the ones that I like. You'd be the first person to go, who the hell does she think she is? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even deny it because I wouldn't be true to who I am. <laughs> so after the um, experiment... And all that. <laughs> we have another door that opens. This is right after Pietro dies in uh, Age of Ultron. We see her in the Avengers compound. Um, but we see Vision comforting her. But it's one of those creepy things where she knows he's there anyway and he just appears through the wall. Yeah, but he did that <laughs> in another movie, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but he sees that Wanda's watching another sitcom. This time it's Malcolm in the Middle. And as he's comforting her, he says, I've never experienced loss because I've never had a loved one to lose, which... I've really loved. Mm-hmm. And I like the line after it, even though it sounds cheesy. And apparently people on Twitter were like, some people thought it was, you know, and some people thought, oh, I'm one of the oh, people. And that was, what is grief if not love persevering? Which I thought was beautiful. I love that line. I looked this up or I looked up an interview. Jack Schaefer had said what they wanted was for this scene to be about vision giving Wanda the tools she needed to move on. And she said, we needed a definition of grief that is hopeful and that he illuminates for her that grief isn't all bad. And so she came up with a sort of line, but the assistant, Laura Monty, came up with the word persevering, which made it much better. I loved it. And it was one of the first moments, I would say, that we saw Vision being almost human. Yeah, aside from what he did right after that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then, yeah, we see him laughing completely at Malcolm in the Middle, which came out of nowhere, but it almost broke the tension, let's say. Yeah. And it's a scene where Hal is, like, building... um, I don't even know what he was building. It It was like an extension. Yeah, Yeah, something. And it falls on him or it collapses in front of him, um, which totally resembled episode three's intro with Vision building a swing set and it just collapsed. And it made us wonder whether they'd probably been watching sitcoms together. It makes me sad that their love was doomed. I know, but those are the best kind of loves, let's face it. (laughs) (laughs) Romeo and Juliet, Wonder and Vision. (laughs) Agatha's really not satisfied with what she's getting from Wanda. So she pushes deeper, being that her parents are dead, her brother's dead, and now Vision's dead. She's like, what happens when he's not there to pull you out from this darkness? So we enter the sword facility. And this is where we actually find out what happens. So what we know is Vision's body is being held by sword. And all Wanda wants is a funeral. She's like, I'm his next of kin, and you guys took his body. So she enters Hayward's office, and he shows her Vision. He's basically disassembled. Now I've got short circuit in my head. Disassembled? Dead? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they're basically the same thing. Oh my God, they are. (laughs) Um, and it's it's horrible. It's horrible to see. You know he's an android, but you forget because he is humanized. Exactly. Now he's all just like pieces and wires and yeah, cables. It's quite disturbing. And also, if I was Wanda, I'd be a little bit grossed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, as horrible as it is, this is actually a nod to the West Coast Avengers comics. This is where the writer John Byrne said he wanted to drive home Vision's lack of human biology. She really just wants to take him and bury him. That's what she wants. And uh, Hayward, being, you know, the lovely man he is, 
basically tells her that she's not taking something that expensive away just to bury it. And he also says not everyone has the power that can bring their soulmate back online, which for me was a moment where I went, did this trigger wonder? She looked at him like, that is not what I'm after. Like, she's not even thinking about bringing him back. She would never do that, like, intentionally. I also want to know whether she knew Vision's will. Because we found out during the series. I would assume that she would know. but I would um, assume she would know. Yeah. He's quite mean about it. Like, the more she's kind of insisting, the more mean I think he gets. Yeah. You definitely, like, this is the moment where you're like, okay, you've just got no good bone in your body right now. You know, be a little nicer about it. Be human. He's not being human. She's grieving. But this is where, you know, cute angry Wanda smashes the glass and jumps down, floats down. Yeah, which we'd seen in the CCTV. But we also see that Hayward tells the armed guards there to, like, leave her. He kind of wants her to see for herself that he's not there. That's just a piece of metal. Yeah. And this is where she... Gently touches his face. I know that sounds very cheesy. Kind of where his mind stone would have been. Yeah, this is where, this is her saying goodbye like you would. Yeah. Someone was lying on a hospital bed. And she says, I can't feel you. And that really hit home because I think it was in Infinity War as Vision was dying. He said to Wanda, I feel you. Yes, oh, don't, man. I was thinking about something else that makes me sad. Now that's made me extra sad. The thing I was thinking of was, I watched it recently, <laughs> E.T., you know, oh. when uh, E.T. dies for like two minutes or whatever, um, and Elliot is looking at his corpse and he says, I know you must be dead because I don't know how to feel. I don't feel anything anymore. No, we don't need tears right now. <laughs> <We> Sorry. <don't. laughs> After this, she says her goodbye. She enters the car and we see an open envelope in the passenger yeah. seat. And have you noticed she hasn't got a body with her? No. He would lied. And where does she drive to? Westview. And as she's driving in, we see the residents that she's basically, what's the word, locked into her sitcom. Yeah. To be honest, they look like they needed a smile. <laughs> <laughs> we see a, I would say a rundown Westview. Yeah. It's not the cheery, happy-go-lucky scene that we have in her world. I mean, it's an interesting choice of location to like start a family or whatever they were planning on doing, but... It it's definitely like a town that's closing down or something. I guess Vision saw potential because obviously where they drive to, there is actually no house. This is it. We find out the reason Wanda's there is when she opens up the letter, we see a property deed and it's Vision's got a little love heart in the middle and it says to grow old in V. And as Meryl said, there's no house. Now we're going to build a whole life. Obviously that didn't happen and I don't know... I'm I'm guessing it was definitely not intentional. Wanda had no idea what was going to happen was going to happen. I think all because she, she says kind of in another episode that all she knows is she kind of felt alone, emptiness. Yeah. So it was just all her feelings just kind of, you know how when you might have a moment and you just want to scream. She screamed, she cried, she screamed, and then a whole world popped out. <laughs> it really did. It really did. And it's laughable, but again, we know how strong she is, but we genuinely don't know because we haven't seen it we're only just told how strong and how powerful her magic is and she doesn't know and this has all come out through grief and anger and sadness and she's built a house she's built a town or altered reality and she's literally built vision from what we assume part of the mind stone that's in her I mean, I'm sure she was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but, but to be honest, would you question it? Imagine if that was you 
and somehow you had that kind of power and something like that happened and you had the opportunity to be with someone you lost even if it looks like you're in a black and white world and this doesn't feel real you you'd just be like going to sleep and having an amazing dream you wouldn't want to wake up from that i wouldn't question it i wouldn't go no this is wrong walk out i would stay because it feels safe you would keep it going as long as possible so i totally get that and the first words that we hear out of Vision's mouth is wonder, welcome home. And then obviously Agatha's there. I know, interrupting as usual <laughs> with her sarcastic clap. She's not impressed by any of these powers, by the way. Every single time she's seen anything. It's just me looks, clapping. <laughs> every time she sees anything, she seems incredibly bored. But I think she's, she's heard enough now because yeah. she decides that she's going to, well, I think the best way in getting anybody to attack you and give you their powers is by taking something hostage. And that's what she does. Agatha's pissed. I think we can say that. She is pissed because she's now found out that this isn't magic she can learn. This is like a whole myth that she's probably grown up knowing about and thought, well, that'd be cool if that was me, but it's not me. Which they said that about Buffy as well and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They were like, a vampire slayer doesn't exist. Yeah, she's almost like one of those legends, you know, like the Bigfoot. Yeah, <laughs> Something like exactly. that, a Loch Ness Monster. You're real? This is the first time that we hear her called by her official comic book name. First time, guys. First time. This is where she's officially called the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, which, you know, I think we've discussed this before that because obviously we've been calling her Scarlet Witch since she's first appeared because we knew about her because I guess people that we knew told us that was what she was called. I never called her Wanda until WandaVision. I think I've kept forgetting her name, to be fair. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, when when, the, when she said, you're the Scarlet Witch, I mean, I was like, this is brand new information. Like, <laughs> I knew this. But this is also the first time that she says this is chaos magic. Yes. And I did look up um, chaos magic, which I'm sure you did too. Yeah. And what I read was it's a name of a magic so powerful, it was thought to be non-existent. So again, like a myth. Myth. Um, it can manipulate, warp, and reconstruct the fabric of existence and reality to the user's very whims, which is what Wanda does, and bring about total destruction to the cosmos, which we hope she never does. <laughs> yeah, but we know she can do. <laughs> exactly. And then um, I read about like where it kind of came from sort of thing. Uh, long ago, the Elder God that I mentioned before that I can't say the name of, he put together d the Dark Hold as well. And he also used chaos magic to rule the earth. And then later, I guess people defeated him and he was sealed into Mount Wondergore. I love that name, um, which was the eventual birthplace of Wanda Maximoff. And she was touched by the hand of this Elder God. And apparently that left her with the fraction of his power that allowed her to control chaos energy and alter reality itself beyond recognition now that was the comics did that happen in this yeah they've gone very closely with the comics so far yeah um and with mount wondergore i'm pretty sure that is where we see wonder at the end yeah it has to be i wonder where mount wondergore is i know it was filmed in ireland but i don't actually know where it is and as the credits roll uh, there's another post-credit scene in this episode we see hayward and swords they say they're ready to launch we're like, well, what are you launching? You've already sent a missile in. What next? And this is where we see that they have finally recreated Vision. White Vision comes online. Wanda tried to get together or reconnect with White Vision in the comics, but their whole relationship fell apart because he was 
an empty shell of the vision everyone knew. So this is going to be interesting. I know, especially after what happens in the next episode. That's the end of episode eight. One more episode to go. Have you still been listening? Have you fallen asleep? Have you? Maybe we should play an alarm noise, Harvel. (laughs) Hey guys, we're back. Hi guys. The series finale. What is this episode called, Harvel? The series finale. It's the series finale and it's called the series finale. Wow, so original. My God. I know. (laughs) A finale. (laughs) This is also directed, again, Matt Shackman, and it's written by the creator, Jack Schaefer, who did the pilot as well. In this episode, Wanda battles Agatha and the Vision fights his sword counterpart as Hayward launches an attack on Westview. This is where White Vision and Vision Vision. I was going to say he's going to go at it. That's not the right term, but you're going to go at it. (laughs) It's a different kind of movie. So we start the scene from basically where we ended on the last scene. The kids are still under agatha's phantom threads yeah (laughs) (laughs) and agatha kind of i think um wanda blasts her or something and agatha kind of goes no she doesn't do that but she does something similar well she yeah she does something basically does that basically and tells her that i take power from the undeserving it's kind of my thing now she doesn't really take it from the undeserving but that's what she calls it well that's what she did in the comics Mm mm-hmm well, yeah, in a different kind of way, but yes. Yeah. And um, once this happens, Wanda's hands are discolored. It's almost like that part of her has been drained or whatever. That yeah. whole wrinkly thing. And at this point, I love this bit, and I'm sure you've gotten the reference to. Oh, yeah. So Wanda slams a car into Agatha, and it hits a house. And Wanda goes up to the house, and a very Wizard of Oz moment, she looks under the house or car, And she sees Agatha's shoes or boots there, much like the Wicked Witch of the East. However, there are no feet in these boots. No. White vision lands. Yeah, white white vision. Why do they keep putting (laughs) these W's and V's? I can't do them. (laughs) But yeah, this is where we first see white vision. Yeah, as uh, like, well, at least Wanda sees white vision. And she's just vision he kind of seems to almost lovingly touch her on her face yeah <laughs> you said lovingly touch her, That's it. <laughs> yeah, on her face. Face. <laughs> and uh, yeah he starts squeezing her head yeah and he says something haunting and goes and i was told you were powerful and then and then vision comes in and they start fighting double vision i called this double vision amazing <laughs> i wrote in capital letters enter wonders vision <laughs> <laughs> but it is double vision well done i give you that Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I have to say, I haven't been this excited and turned on since Captain America, Captain America. had to fight himself. I mean, obviously Captain America's one was even better. Of course, because there was two asses. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I wasn't just looking at androids. But this was so cool. So and I was cool. so excited to see another mirror image battle of each other. And totally cheering on our vision. Of course. And, <laughs> oh, but did you also notice that the... the WV, as I wrote down here, <laughs> White Vision. He, um, because there's like a whole explosion and he walks out. Walks out of fire. Like the T1000. Oh my God. You can't see this, but I wrote, it's like Terminator 2. So they all kind of fly <laughs> off, don't they? Yeah, but then we find out that Monica's being held. She's just stuck in with Pietro. Yeah, in Agnes's house. We see Hayward tracking Vision. Yes. And Jimmy is Jimmy's basically, well, he kind of bluffs. 
uh, FBI are going to be here in an hour. And then he calls in a favor on the phone. He gets out of his handcuffs and then he goes, flourish. Yes, which is what Vision says in episode two when he does a magic trick. (laughs) (laughs) So now I think they're in the town square and Agatha is upstanding by a sign and she tells Wanda that there's actually a chapter Yes. Well, Scarlet Witch and um, wakes up Dottie. This is the first time we're seeing Dottie as her real person, as her real self. Dottie starts to beg Wanda to give her child a storyline because she just wants to be able to hold her. We don't know if they're in pain. Like, we know, well, we kind of assume that she can't control children, which is why they're locked away, but we don't know whether they're suffering the same pain the rest of them are. I mean, they seem pretty okay in the Halloween episode, so I don't know. But then we see the whole town turn on Yeah, because she wakes everybody up or cuts everybody's strings, however you want to put it. I think this is the first time she has, I mean, it's been leading up to that acceptance, but I think this is the acceptance. Yeah, exactly. She's being confronted with what she's actually done. Yeah. Meanwhile, Monica finds out that Pietro isn't Pietro or Pietro. He's Ralph Boner. He is Agnes's husband. <laughs> or is he Boner? If Wanda's done the whole thing and everyone's got a different character, what's to say that this isn't a character? It's at this point that Monica questions how he's being controlled by Agatha. And then she sees through one of her powers the energy that's coming through the necklace around his neck. And it's only when she pulls that that he's himself. And we go back to the town square. Everyone's begging Wanda still. They're all kind of talking at once. Yeah, and this is where Tommy can feel his he can feel the pain. Wanda almost chokes everyone, but not on purpose. She can't handle the fact that she's put them in so much pain. She was so she thought, let me put them through a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> but I know obviously she didn't mean to do it. It's one of, of those course, things she where didn't again, immediately apologize. Yeah, afterwards. and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, exactly. it's almost like she doesn't know how strong she is. Exactly, she's a bit of a clumsy witch. <laughs> yeah, and Agatha basically tells her like. Heroes don't torture people. And that hits home. She breaks open the walls, I guess, of the hex and tells everyone to get out while she can hold it open. If someone can go out, it means someone can come in. Not only is that happening, though, I mean, Vision can't fly anymore. No, as soon as the gates, the gates, well, I guess you could call them gates. As soon as that's open, we're seeing him disintegrate again. Exactly, and the kids. They turn and the up kids. and they're basically falling apart and she has to decide. I mean, Agnes, um, Agatha says, save Westview or save your family. I had tears in my eyes. They rolled, I guess I cried, more than the actual <laughs> ending of the episode. Really? I will admit. Yeah, because I think this was the moment when you're watching her kids fade as well as Vision and she has to choose right that moment. But the thing is... It's not even about choosing because at the end of the day, she knows she's not going to be able to hold on to any of it. And that was the sad part. The sad part was knowing that she, at some point she's going to have to say goodbye yeah. anyway. And she knows that. Yeah, but it's like she wants to do the right thing, but it means losing everything that matters to you. Everything you've ever wanted. Exactly. I think that's really... I mean, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. because. <laughs> that that whole bit it, it got me like as you like we we know it was coming we've done stuff that's been a couple of days or a few days or we've spent weekends together and stayed over and it's that moment where oh you've just gone away for a few hours I'm like I miss you 
she spent a week or two weeks whatever with them and she's built a family the feelings are real she is a mother she gave birth to them i loved how they did it because it's very easy to film this and made her out to be some insane woman that couldn't control her feelings but you you get it and i think everyone can relate to it so so yeah she does she chooses family she chooses i mean she has to i mean I think she did it because not only was it, I think it was taking a lot of her power to keep that open, but it was also, she wants to have a proper goodbye. Can you imagine not only just losing Vision twice in front of you like that and then losing him a third time like that? That would be yeah. horrible. It's now Sword versus Wanda versus Agatha sort of turned up and Agatha blasts them. But Wanda creates a force shield like around her family. However, Agatha kind of still manages to penetrate through that and take her power. She's still she? absorbing it. Yeah. But that force shield, it has been a while since I watched The Incredibles. That bit reminded me of The Incredibles mm. because I think it's the daughter. I can't remember her name. She's got the force field energy thing and she builds a bubble around her mum, dad and her brothers. And I was like, oh, it's funny because we see the Incredibles a bit early and this yeah. is kind of like the Incredibles family. That's true, yeah. And they do say, like, boys, we didn't teach you this, but you were born for this. So God, I hated Haywood here. I mean, the kids... If you obviously... don't hate him enough already, this exactly. is the moment. I mean, the kids go and, like, the, the speedy one, Tommy, he kind of goes through and disarms the, the soldiers. But then Haywood takes out his gun and goes to shoot the children. What are you doing? Enter Monica, mm -hmm. who's badass herself. Yes, and she stops the bullets. That bit, you know, I don't know if it's just me, but you know when she goes and turns in front of the bullets? I got, <laughs> you know, in the end of Zoolander, when he goes to stop the bullets? <laughs> yeah. it was the, I swear it was the exact same shot where he turns. Hey, they've been referencing anything. Why not? Why not? If it's a good clip, we can put it up on our Instagram and our Twitter. If Meryl finds a good shot I'll of it, one. We'll maybe post I can it. try and Photoshop it somehow. I don't know. I'll have a look. We'll post it. <laughs> but this is this is her again showing us another form of her power. Mm -hmm. We don't know how many powers she has. From what I've read, I'm not even just sure briefly she of the comics. Yeah, she well, has a lot. she's got a lot. And yeah. has this? Has she already got them all now? Or are they going to also develop? But this is somehow bulletproof. I love the bit. White Vision and Vision, just like the biddies they are, go and fight in the library. Fight the library. <laughs> they actually just start talking about, like, a philosophical thing or whatever it the is. The ship of Theseus. Yes, which I did look at. And it was like, a, it's a real thought experiment. It is. Yeah. And he basically tells him, like, you are just like they're the same pretty much you're more but the true vision than i am really and he's like you've you've been blocked they're controlling you and yeah. he understands that he's being controlled so they they can do whatever they want so they've blocked all this stuff so he allows our vision to give him those, that data memory back yeah. into him and at that point i mean he sees all kinds of stuff but he basically sees his death and he sees his love with Wanda. He sees everything. And his eyes change. Yeah. So they're a bit more human. Yeah. And he just says, I am Vision and then flies off. I wrote here that Bruce Banner had believed that there was more to Vision than just the Mind Stone. And their whole, their whole philosophical 
exchange, I think, basically proves that they're right. And they believe that there is more to them than the Mind Stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But where does he fly off to? We don't see him again. So nope. we he's, see him in a, he's flown off to the sequels of somewhere, somewhere in the sequel. <laughs> but he'll definitely be, he'll be back. The only thing that's missing is the Mind Stone and colour. We can paint him. Exactly. So the next thing I have written down is, um, so Agatha's still up on her thing. Was they perched? She's on the roof. She's on a roof, and Wanda does something we haven't seen her do in a bit. She creeps up to her and gives her a vision herself. Not a vision, but you know what I mean. Now we've gone back to the witch trials again. Yeah, Wanda's basically transported her to Salem. I don't understand quite what happened here. I'm guessing Wanda lost control of her own nightmare. I don't know either because it's obviously like she's. I'm going to say she's standing trial, but she's not. She's at the stake. Mm -hmm. She's going to be burned at the stake again, tied up. And then we see, obviously, the dead witches, let's say, rising. They come back to life, yeah. They come back to life. But this is where Wanda thinks she's got enough control that they're going to, you know, do the deed and kill Agatha. But they turn on her because they can sense that she is the Scarlet Witch, which just proves Agatha's thing. You know, this is chaos. Like, she was meant to be a myth. Yeah, so she gets bound up instead. Yeah, this is the first time we see the Scarlet Witch tiara. Is it crown tiara? We see it anyway. And this is where Agatha actually says to her, give me your power and I will correct the flaws in your original spell. Yeah, lying cow. Snap back to reality. Snap back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop. We don't, we don't want to pay anybody. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Wanda's sort of like, if you want it, take it. And yeah. um, starts blasting at her. So they're both flying Blasting, but also blasting. blasting past her. I know. And Agatha's a little bit confused too. Like, I don't know if Agatha's like, what's she doing? Or is she like, oh, she can't aim. But yeah. I was like, what <laughs> she is she tired? doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I've never seen her misfire like that before. <laughs> exactly. But it never even occurred to me that she'd be doing what she no. was doing. No. And um, it turns out that after she's given her all her power, I'm saying that with quote marks, because, I mean, has she? She obviously hasn't i mean she's back she, i'm gonna say she's bad she's withered although it did make me wonder whether because now agatha's power is not really a thing was that an illusion it could have been yeah it could have been an illusion spell yeah so agatha tries to attack her and this is where her magic doesn't work yeah, she was like um by the way your spell is already broken you can't fix it <laughs> In capital letters, I wrote here, trust no one. <laughs> um, because, yeah, she lied. You can't change it. Exactly. Or maybe you can, but she says you can't change it anyway. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't change it even if she could, let's face and it. And Wanda's just as smart, if not smarter, than she is here. And mm -hmm. she's created the runes just like Agatha taught her, basically. So she finally got her mentor. And here, do you think she's absorbing i think she is because i think agatha's obviously studied some dark magic as well and this she mentioned something like you don't know what you've done or you can't control this or something like that she's taken back hers but taking back the absorbent power of agatha for the first time it doesn't sound like agatha's saying something just to get under someone's skin she actually seems terrified of what the scarlet witch has unleashed and she has no idea and is to become because she's meant to bring destruction. Yeah. I mean, that's what it said about the Scarlet Witch. She's meant to bring the ultimate destruction. So, what have you done? And then what does Wanda do? She locks her up. But, you know, she knows In where to nice find her way. if she needs it. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Because she, well, because she does say you're going to need me. Obviously, she's locked her up in Westview in her Agnes character. And immediately she's like, hiya, hon. <laughs> Does that. Perfect. Agnes, perfect Catherine. But the thing is, obviously, once the FBI are now in there, I'm assuming they're going to lock her up or do something. Well, at the moment, the FBI haven't shown up. They show up at the very end. They show up at the very end, but I'm just and saying because Wanda's locked her there. The I just can't guys, see there. I don't know. It depends on how much they've seen because they haven't seen the rest of it. It wasn't broadcast. Also true. Yeah. So the hex actually starts to pull back. So they start walking back home when things are kind of glitching again, like the cinema is changing and stuff. Yes. And then it changes back or something. Yes. In the unhexed version, yes. one of the films showing... Is something called Tannhauser Gate. Yeah. Did you get that? Yeah. So it's a reference to Blade Runner. Yeah. In the Tears in the Rain monologue, which I wrote down. Um, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I'm sorry, I'm not going to say it quite like him because I'm not that good. But um, attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain. Time to die. And it was interesting because that was also a synthetic man. Who was accepting his death. I love that. Did you also notice what else was showing? Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did notice that. Which I wrote, Sam Raimi directed that. And he's doing Doctor Strange, right? He is also doing Doctor Strange, which is coming up. And obviously we've had to how many Wizard of Oz references in this <laughs> film as well. It's been a lot. It's just the sign, Harvard. This, this is actually my way of telling you to just watch Wizard of Oz. I know, I know. Um, and obviously people that aren't familiar with Sam Raimi, I would hope you guys are. He'd obviously done the original Spider-Mans and the Evil Dead. There's a little Evil Dead reference that I'll bring at the post credit scene as well. Mm, yeah, I got that too. <laughs> <laughs> so they go home and they put the kids to bed. And that bit was quite sad too. They give him like a nice send off, just yeah. setting them to bed, like easing them because they don't yeah. know what's coming. Yeah, I'm assuming they or don't do they, have an but idea. They don't. Yeah. So, yeah, they're putting them to bed and it's all kind of nice, but there's a little bit of a sadness about it. They say the line family is forever. And, oh. She also says thanks for choosing yeah. me to be your mum. Yeah. They go downstairs and, um, yeah, go on. <laughs> well, this is the moment where Vision, he he wants to know. He This is his goodbye. Mm -hmm. And he turns to Wanda and he says, what am I? You've probably got the majority of it because I just wrote you are the piece of the mindstone that lives in me. I also wrote, she said, my sadness, my hope and my love. Yeah. And it's a very, very touching moment. And this is a moment we see Vision actually shed a tear. Which is actually, you probably wrote it too. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like a famous moment in um, an Avengers issue 58. Um, it's an it's a scene. I'm saying scene. I don't know what they call them in comics, but um, <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> where a few of the Avengers or all of the Avengers are basically saying how amazing or great he is, and you know, um, it's all about his heroism and humanity, and and then they they bring him into the team, and he excuses himself and sheds a single tear, and that's like further proof that he's human. This image was something that I had seen before. I didn't yeah, know where true. it was from. But when I when I researched this and I saw that picture, I had mm -hmm. seen that picture before. Right. So I guess it is, as I said, it's it is one of the most like, famous, yeah, famous moment. moments. But he said something really beautiful at the end, but go on. 
is it where he says who knows what I might be next yes and then he yeah. said like something we've said goodbye before and we'll say hello again or something. yeah oh and then he says so long darling as- I know stop it that was really sad at least he didn't disintegrate. Did he disintegrate? Yeah, it wasn't. He didn't a... like flake away like no. he would. <laughs> flake. Away. <laughs> you know what, what I mean. Saying. It was. It was a nice way. It was almost. I don't know if you were gonna have to say goodbye to anybody. That probably That's one of the, the nicest way. ways to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It was sad. It kind of. It's still not exactly, but it still kind of made me feel like the ending of Buffy season two. Obviously, that was a worse ending. But at the end of it, if you guys don't know, I mean, it's not a spoiler. Come on, guys. It's, it was out in 97, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, she has to, we'll forget about the fact that she had to kill Angel, but Angel dies or at least disappears. And you're just left with this silence of Buffy. I cry just, so much. Me too. She's just alone. And I think that's the part that makes it sad. It's just they're just left. I mean, we know what it's like to have to say goodbye to somebody and they're, it's easier for them. They're on a journey, but you're the one that's left. It's hard being the one that stays. It's, it's It really is. And a lot of people say that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was really sad to see her again. Just Not even just alone in the house. It's a lot again. I can't even begin to imagine the pain that she's gone through. But the, the amount of... Uh, we've known people. We've experienced loss. We've known people have experienced loss. To experience the loss that she has since a very young age. And to continuously do so is, yeah. I could totally understand why that would have happened, why she would have created something like that, even if it was subconsciously. Like, it makes complete sense. Who hasn't wanted to escape? It's like we said earlier, like, if we could create the world of friends around us, we would never leave it. You know, it's just... So it's understandable. She's got so much heartache, why wouldn't you want to hold on to something? And who hasn't wanted to go back into a even a memory you'd want to relive? You know, Meryl and I go to we we do lots of immersive things mm-hmm. and immersive theatre is one of them. And um, there is one place called Secret Cinema. I don't know whether I can actually name them. So if I can't, Meryl would edit this out. I'm sure you can name them. They'll just get more customers. <laughs> there's, there's other immersive experiences available. We've done we've done great Gatsby. We've done quite a lot. Um, but this is exactly what we say about they create the world of a film and well and or tv show which they've done recently and it's being in that world and we don't ever want to leave we've gone multiple times because we want to be our per- our person like our character i guess in that world harvard and i we went to a back to the future one that was the first one we went to and yes there's been other great ones i'm not taking anything away and maybe it's just because it was the first one as well that this means more and it's one of our favorite it's films. one of our favorite films but yeah. it's a bit like feeling like I mean not really but like wonderful in the sense that when we were in Hill Valley everything was just happy everything was great the moment we left it we were like this is rubbish I don't want to exist in this world I mean we we've even had like we've got a group of friends and we all talked about how if we could retire we need to create a Hill Valley that we could just retire in I mean and it's exactly the same I mean if I could go and live in a real Hill Valley where everything was the way it was at Secret Cinema I would do it. Um, and as we see that and everything goes to back how it was, she's just standing in the empty lot again. No house, nothing. She walks away and the, I wrote the town residents just stare at her. 
I don't blame them. I mean, they've just been living through her nightmare. You know, we've been and they smiling and everything, but they've been living it. Well, she has a moment with Monica. Yes. As she walks away. Monica kind of understands her and says, like, if I could have brought back my mum, that's what I would have done. We hear the sirens. Yes. And then and Wanda she flies, flies away. She flies out. Mm-hmm. Um, but she changes into the Scarlet Witch as she flies out. Yes, she does. Reaffirming her character. And this is the um, final episode, as we know. We not only get a mid-credit sequence, but we do actually get a post-credit scene as well. Mm-hmm. Did you want to start on the mid-credit sequence? So, um, the FBI are in the town square now. Uh, Jimmy is being all authoritative and getting Hayward arrested. And it suits him. It suits him being all tough guy. In, in power, yeah. yeah. Um, and Monica's impressed. Um and then she's met by some some woman who says that she's needed in the theatre. So she goes into this theatre. There's no one in there. And it turns out that this woman that had told her to go in there was a scroll who knows an old friend of her mum's. And he requ- he wants to see her, basically. And she's like, where? And she points up. So they're going to go to space, guys. And then the post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. You know, if people thought that was it. Oh, no. It was nice, beautiful landscape. Uh, and I believe it's Mount Wondergore, which you mentioned earlier, Could be. which is Could where be. they were born, uh, Wanda and uh, Pietro. And we see her sitting on the porch, drinking tea, and the kettle whistles. <laughs> <laughs> we see the camera pan into the bedroom, and it's Scarlet Witch. It's it's her in her form, and it's she's in that trance of that astral projection Doctor's, thing. Yeah. yeah, and she is going through and studying the dark hold. Which is quite worrying because, again, it's it's a dark book. But um, I said it to you before, actually, that this bit made me think of <laughs> Thanos at the end of Infinity War, where he's just like, oh, <laughs> <At peace. laughs> yeah, no harm done. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. But while um, she's going through the dark hold, we mm, do hear her sons and they're yeah, crying asking, out for help. Crying out for help. No, I mean, obviously, it's probably just the soundbite from earlier when they were crying out for help but why are we hearing it again so is it actually them crying out for help or could this be another villain i don't know who but could this be a way of luring Hmm. wander out is it or i thought is it that we're just hearing their sound bites so that you understand that wander is now looking at a way of getting them back possibly there's a lot of ways i believe that it has been i mean that's definitely her thing She's not going to not get them back. Yeah, exactly. And I'm a bit like, woman, it didn't go well when you tried to get vision. Stop trying <laughs> to get them back now. Just move um, on with your life. <laughs> um, I believe it has been confirmed that the kids have filmed for Doctor Strange. Yes, I heard the same. The moment that I was going to bring up in Evil Dead um, was the whole cabin shot and how Evil Dead 1 and 2 is basically centred around a whole demonic cabin. And even the shots... Like the, the zoom shot in is camera kind of shot. Similar. Obviously, it's a it's a nicer shot. It's yeah. not as fast and scary, but yeah, I know what you mean. They like to zoom into the cabin a lot, and it's it's yeah. Sam Raimi, who's also doing Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. I mean, it's just perfect little link there, isn't it? Can they just hurry up and make these now? Because I just want to watch them. I know. I'm I'm really looking forward to Black Widow. I I Me know too. it was obviously delayed, and we had to say like we had to wait. Two years since the last movie. I was, I think, or a year and a half since the last movie. Yeah. And we've waited a whole year for this. 
it's been a huge part of our lives and I'm I'm thankful for it. it it puts me in my happy place anyway even if it is an emotional roller coaster so thank you guys so that's it guys hope you enjoyed it as much as we did I hope you've kind of learned something too because I know we have right oh god more than we've ever wanted <laughs> to know so next episode this will be a bit different as we start the next of Marvel's Phase 4 installment, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So subscribe, guys, if you haven't already. Well, go on then, subscribe. We're available on all good platforms. And for more info, visit our site, geeklyrecap.weebly.com. Or you can find us at Twitter and on Instagram at geeklyrecappod. I can't wait. Oh my God, what can we expect? What do you guys think? Feel free to at us and let us know. I'm so nervous, I'm so excited, and I'm so not ready. Are you ready? I'm not ready. <laughs> See you next time, everyone. Geekly Recap out. Peace.